Welcome to Luxuries for Your Soul with Alexis Kletchian and Lauren Golt. Every episode is a look at life through the lens of luxury. Whether it's the dismantling of belief systems, pursuing our passions, or standing in our truth, we approach each conversation with genuine curiosity of what it means to have a well-lived life. In today's episode, we return to our Artist of Life workbooks to check in on our personal, professional, and spiritual goals. As you can imagine, we still have some work to go in various areas. So stay tuned to hear what pages we left blank and what we each made time for. If you enjoy journaling and would like to share your thoughts, please reach out. Our links are in the show notes below, and we would love to hear from you. If you like listening to these conversations, please leave us a five-star review. We read every single review, and it means so much to us when you take the time to let us know what resonates. On to the conversation. Have you been writing in your journal? I have been. I will be honest with you that there have been some lulls. And there are definitely Mm -hmm. pages that I just don't connect with and I'm not going to fill in each month. I just know that's not going to happen. But how about you? I've been binging. I've been doing pretty well. Let me ask you, I don't think I know the answer to this question. Are you a journaler? Mm -hmm. Is that something that you've done in the past or presently do aside from this notebook? I have a love-hate relationship with journaling. I don't know. I need to write things down. I just think it's cathartic to get it out. Then once you're evolved either past that situation or past that point of who you are, you don't always want to go back and remember those feelings. You just want to move forward. So I like paper everywhere and I have tons of little books and I write down thoughts and I, I like to use pen and paper versus technology, but I am not really a journaler. That's why I liked this workbook that you gave me, the Artist of Life workbook, which we are diving back into today to kind of wrap up the first quarter of 2023 and our, what, our goals, our creativity, our thoughts, our expansion, and the ways that we've already failed and given ourselves (laughs) grace. What about you? Are you, are you a journaler? No. You trying to be? (laughs) The word journaler journaling. I don't, I don't know why I don't like that word. I'll be honest. I am exactly the same as you. I love writing things down. I have tons of notebooks. I much prefer like all of my lists, everything I'm, I prefer to write them down Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, using an app or something, but no, I've never been, even when I was little, never, never been a journaler. I write down thoughts, just like you said, They could be in random notebooks everywhere. I mean, we're talking, you could open a notebook from five years ago and you'll find old grocery lists, to-do lists, thoughts that are, you know, really meaningful, phone number, you know, it's just going to be a collage of different things. So no, I'm not a journaler. I do like this workbook because of the prompts. I like that it asks questions and gives you what you, you know, really the guidance as opposed to just this blank journal where I'm supposed to write my thoughts and feelings. That's just not for me. So let's start at the beginning because we never really... Wait, wait, (laughs) wait. Writing your thoughts and feelings is not for you? Not without, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, you're not, if you gave me a notebook, I'm not just going to sit there and write 
how I feel. I have a gratitude. Now, let me be clear. I have a gratitude journal. I had one last Mm -hmm. year and I'm doing it again this year. I try to do it every day. I definitely don't. I wish I was better at it, but for the most part, I do it a couple of times a week. And I do like that. Write down, I write down three things I'm grateful for. I think it sets a nice tone for the day. So I'm all about that. I just personally am not someone that's going to, you know, take my notebook and pen and go sit in a quiet room and write down how I'm feeling. (laughs) No. What did you do with the leather notebook I got you for Christmas? No, there's thoughts, there's feelings, (laughs) there's to-do lists, there's, you know, yeah, it's just like every other notebook. (laughs) Perfect. These are the sections where I was curious if you filled them in, number one, and number two, what you put. So Mm. what are some of your health goals? Yeah, I'm curious. I don't have health goals. Well, okay. I, I would like to implement regular exercise and I'm always failing in that area. And why is that? Because I prioritize other things in my hypnosis program. And we had to do case studies on one another. One person have to be the therapist. The other person would have to be the client. And every single time I would use the scenario of, I would like to exercise more and make it a priority in my life so that through hypnosis, I would rewire my brain and therefore want to exercise more. But because the person on the other end was still practicing, they took my lack of exercise or motivation to exercise as I was lazy and completely unmotivated and it took a really strange turn. And (laughs) the bottom line is, is I prioritize my creativity and what lights me up over the exercising. I might spend an hour and a half recording with you versus getting on the treadmill in the other room. Or I might say I'm going to have a quiet hour to myself and just focus designing or going down a rabbit hole and just fueling my soul instead of going to a Pilates class. And then I force myself to go outside of the house and go to a class and it makes me feel so good, but keeping it up consistently, is just difficult for me. And I love it, but I really prioritize creativity over that. Yes, I completely understand that. I mean, it's hard to, you have to really decide, you know, what are you going to make time for? And it's Mm -hmm. hard. It is very hard to be in a routine where you're doing it all the time. I mean, I go to Pilates twice a week And there are definitely times when I'm talking to other people who, you know, work out every morning, Monday through Friday, and their regimen is they wake up and basically like get dressed and go to the gym or go to a class. And that's the routine. Mm -hmm. And it's just not feasible for me. I mean, well, not for you right now. Yeah. No, but even if I didn't do it first thing in the morning, there's just no way I do not have the time for that. It's hard enough to make the time for the two Pilates classes, but even before kids, it is, it's hard to get, it's hard to stick with routine. I've always found that it's hard for me to find, you know, exercise that I really like. I love Pilates right now and I've been doing it for about a year and I love it, but I go through phases. I mean, I did pure bar for a year, years ago. I've done, you know, like a balanced athlete class, like a plyometrics, plyometrics class. I've just gone to the, you know, the gym on my own. I've, I feel like I've tried everything under the sun and I like it, 
for a while and then I usually get bored. Do you like having the one-on-one personalized attention? Do you feel like that keeps you there because you have to show up because that person's waiting for you? Sometimes I feel like that's the trick, right? I have somebody waiting for me. I'm going to show up because I don't want to let someone down and I don't want to waste my money. But occasionally I'll be like, yeah, it's worth it for me to not leave the house. I won't show up to that class. And once they, they sent me an email and they said, if you're not going to come to your class, okay, first of all, I paid for the class and I've reserved the reformer and now I've lost my money. So technically it's my choice to leave that reformer empty. I reserved that time. But they'll send an email and say, you know, we want other other people to to come and benefit from the classes. But I didn't know I didn't feel like showing up. But something that day told me, do not go. And you know, I live very much by my gut. And something told me, absolutely do not go. Maybe I, I missed getting in a car accident by not going to Pilates class. Okay, health goals. Here we go. Wow. You want to hear what I wrote? Yes, I do. Clean, lean, limber, tight, stretch, eat well, sleep well. (laughs) I love it. Would you write? Drink more water, practice mindful breathing. Oh, we did really well. Mm -hmm. I didn't really have anything written down for relationship goals. Oh, I did. I wrote a lot for that, actually. Oh, lay it on me. I can continue to listen. I can practice the less is more while listening and see where I am needed. And what are you really asking of me? It's a good answer. What about you? How do you create deeper, more fulfilling relationships? I wrote to ask deeper questions. And I didn't know how to articulate this, but I do remember when I saw this thinking about how if you read, you know, articles about mental health and mental health awareness, a lot of the articles will talk about basically just how it's great to check in with people. And that's Mm -hmm. part of what I was thinking when I wrote that, just because you never know, obviously. And I'm not talking about like anything crazy or dramatic or suicide or depression or anything like that, but just kind of a good you know, mental note that you never know what people are feeling or what they're going through and, you know, what they show you, what they put on Instagram, all that stuff isn't always true. So I do remember when I was filling that in thinking about that. And what does it look like when you check in? What's your version of checking in? Is it, hi, it's me, I'm checking in. (laughs) Yes, pretty much. I'll send a text with a picture of me smiling, you know, a bunch of emojis. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. How funny would that be if I created some sort of like graphic and there's just a picture right? of me making a really silly face with the words is like just check it in and I just sent out those like this mass graphic text. <laughs> um no. I really do try with friends when we're getting together to ask, you know, literally, how's everything going? How's work going? How's like really getting into specifics. Like, how are the kids doing? How's everything going with your husband? How's your family? You know, try to, and then, you know, Mm -hmm. as they go, just trying to kind of listen to see if there's any nuggets of, okay, maybe I should ask, I should follow up on this part. Mm -hmm. And what kind of people and relationships do you want to invite into your life this year? 
What did you write in this little spot? I didn't fill it in. <laughs> She's not open for any new <laughs> relationships. Apparently not. <laughs> You're not inviting anything in. Mm-mm. Apparently not. What did you write? Wait, but is that true? Do you not want to invite anything in? Or are you like, eh, I'll get back to that. And you just never did. No, I definitely want to invite people in. But I don't know if I got sidetracked or because I, you know, I wrote on the other pages, but I just didn't fill in that block. I wrote happy, healthy, spiritually awakened individuals with grounded conversations and fun couples. I like that. Sounds like an ad. Right? Currently seeking fun couples to go on double dates with. Must like. It sounds like a put your key in the fishbowl type of a situation. We are not swingers. Ooh. (laughs) No. No, Fun couples was totally separate and like add on. I was like, oh, and fun couples would be good. So the next couple of sections I didn't really dive into, but I would love to know if you filled in anything for personal goals and what your spiritual goals are. Well, you know, I did. Yes. (laughs) That's the area I like to, in quotations, play in. So for personal growth goals, I want to finally get on the horse. And Mm. so we sent my horse because he's young and my daughter broke him, but still he's He's young. He's very young. He's going to be three in July. So we sent him out to a cowboy in Ohio so he can really get a saddle on him and learn some stuff. So when he comes home, we can take him on an actual trail ride where before it was just around the yard a little bit here and there, like 10 minutes here and there. My daughter would work with him. So I have to be ready when he comes home. So next week I start private lessons on a horse, which I'll probably never get off the lunge line. <laughs> so I'm not really excited about it, but it's a goal and I love the horses. So it's time for me to take this next step. So we'll see how that pans out. Of course, I want to return to my hypnosis because I took a little bit of a break from that because I don't have a private room. Even when we record, I have to say, I'm going to the other side of the house. I'm going to be gone for an hour, an hour and a half. Nobody come over. And it's just not really feasible to have a hypnosis practice that way. And I've also returned to my childhood roots of the tarot cards. And I have been studying tarot plus equine massage. Okay, I have multiple questions. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, is it pronounced tarot and it's not tarot cards? I know, it's both. So I used to always say tarot because when that's the way I would hear it. But then if you have people around you that say tarot, then you start saying tarot. It's You can say it either way, tarot, tarot. I've just picked up that saying because that's what this class is saying. So whatever, yeah. Gotcha. Whatever you like. (laughs) My other question is, I don't think you've ever told me why you are afraid or why you've never been on a horse. Okay. So the afraid part is is it's a a genuine fear that (laughs) you could break something like things happen all the time. My husband broke his shoulder. I don't want to get hurt. But not only that, besides getting hurt and the fear of getting hurt which probably keeps me from doing something I might enjoy, but I don't know that I want to be up there jostled around. I just don't know if that's my thing. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds really odd, but that motion, like 
I don't think my body would enjoy that motion. So the horse that I have is a smooth ride. He's gated. So he has a very comfortable walk and trot because he's a different breed. than. And my daughter says he's so comfortable to ride that I'm going to love it, but we'll see. I love the horses. I love having them. I love being around them, but I just don't know if I have any desire to get up there and and then do it. And then the height difference, to be so far off the ground and your equilibrium off and knowing that you really don't have control. You riding an animal with a mind of its own. I just don't know if I can get behind that whole mindset because it's all about mindset. I have enough stuff going on in my life. I'm like, really? Do I need to add this? I don't know. I'm going to try it, but that's my spiel. Oh my gosh. I When I see a horse, oh, all I want to do is, well, pet the horse, of course, but all I want to do is jump on it and ride it. I think, yeah. You do? I think you're going to like it. I mean, being in their presence is magical. And I feel like that's enough for me, but I have a horse and I have to decide if he's going to remain my horse or if he should have a different life if I don't want to ride him. What did you write for what you would like to learn this year? French. That's what I wrote. I want to learn French. (laughs) Yeah. How's that going? I kind of got off of my lessons for a couple of weeks, but I started back up again this weekend. So better, but like everything else, you know, just like exercise, it's hard to, it's hard to get into a routine of something that you're going to be able to commit to every day, but. Mm-hmm. Can we go to the next page with creative goals? Yeah. What did you write for what you want to create this year? I mean, I'm working on That's my creation is the restaurant. I, that's that's going to be the big thing. I do a lot of videography for clients and I would like to get better at that. What you want to create this year. Beautiful new opportunities, adventure, new relationships, and a renewed spiritual practice. Your answers are way better than mine, which is a little annoying, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) I'm working on a, you know, a big work project designing the restaurant. So I think that's my, that's Mm -hmm. the first thing I thought of when I saw the word create and that's a good one. We're sticking with that. Well, that's a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. What about for what creative activities you want to try this year? Candle making. Ooh, I would totally do that with you. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, that we'll go and do the workshop and then bring the info back to the podcast. Uh, Yeah, so that was my one thing that I've wanted to do. Our last episode was about sense, so I've really been diving into top, middle, and base notes because I also am very interested in creating a bath oil, and I have all the ingredients and all kinds of essential oils to do that here at home. And so I thought taking a candle-making class would only support the investigations I've already begun. Mm, That sounds awesome. I will definitely be trying the. What creative activities do you want to try this year? So I would really like to, again, I feel like this all just comes back to having more time in the day or in the week, Mm -hmm. but I would like to get back into painting. And we do a lot of, you know, videography for clients. And I took a video class during COVID that I really liked. I'd like to take another class on videography. So art and video. Ooh, next page is spiritual goals, which I did not fill out, but I know you did. <laughs> well, you put? What are your spiritual goals? Nope. 
No. What are your spiritual goals? She's making a face. I don't, this is, I don't know how to answer this question. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't know what my spiritual goals are. All right. Well, what makes you come alive when you're like, oh, I just love doing this. This feels so good. I feel satisfied. Yes. I really liked that. What is that thing? Spending a lot of time outside, you know, whether it's, you know, hiking or Mm -hmm. traveling. I like exploring new places. I would definitely say anytime we go anywhere and I get to have like an hour to myself where I'm just walking. I remember this one time we went to Charleston and my husband had a meeting and I just spent like the day by myself walking, just walking all around, Mm -hmm. all around Charleston before kids, whenever he had a work trip, I'd go with them and it was just the best, just me, myself, just walking. So I would say, you know, kind of being that exploring, being outside, creating things, whether it's, you know, cooking something that goes really well or writing something, spending time with my kids. But again, like outside, I have two boys. So every, you know, summer is amazing for us. Okay. So when you are walking or when you're painting and when you're just by yourself in a new environment, enjoying being outside, are you listening to something? You've headphones in? Sometimes. I would say probably 75% of the time. When you don't have your headphones on, where do your thoughts go? What do you find yourself thinking of or being reminded of? I think it usually starts with a, what do I need to remember to do, you know, to-do lists. Or I start thinking about, oh, I need to remember to get these things at the grocery store. Or, oh, I don't know if I've had my oil changed in my car. I should check that, those types of things. And then just kind of goes to, you know, if I'm walking outside and I see flowers that then might remind me of, I don't know, flowers I saw somewhere else. And then it just kind of takes me down, you know, like a memory lane or thinking about things I might want to do or, oh, I haven't talked to this person in a while. I should really reach out to them. But then I also get like creative ideas about work, Mm -hmm. you know, where I'll start thinking, oh, this would be a really good idea for a client or yeah, it kind of goes all over, but I feel like it usually starts with a, oh, I need to remember to do this. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. You have to get all of the chatter out of our mind before we could really enter a flow state. All right. Well, then this is something that when we come back and talk about this in the next quarter, when we go back to our journals, that I'm hoping you're going to have an answer for what makes you come alive and new spiritual goals. What did you put for your spiritual goals? Being creative, connecting with others, and using my intuition. Pretty simple. Did you find a lot of these sections to be redundant? Yes, but it's okay because she has quotes at the top, like this one from Deepak Chopra on the spiritual page. It says, awakening is not changing who you are, but discarding who you are not. So I feel like every time you write it in a different category and you realize that what my creative goals or my career goals, I wrote some odd things like don't do anything or play. And, and I tease out different things when you're prompted over and over again. So I understand why they have all these same categories. Plus you have to fill the whole book. I mean, marketing 101, right? The cross-referencing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so this next section, I want to know if you filled this in. What do I do to fill my soul? And when will I do it? The example she gave was meditate and journal daily, take a weekly dance class, or hike two times a month. Did you write anything? No. I didn't fill in the whole spiritual goals section. Yeah. No, because I I was just like... I do that on a daily basis, how I feel like doing it. I'm not going to write it down because I feel like it's, I don't know, intuitive. I do it when I want to do it, when I move, when I'm called to. I don't need to schedule. I don't need to schedule that. But then again, yeah. I'm not going to schedule a walk either <laughs> or, or a hike. No. Even though it's, if you invited me to a hike, I, I'd probably say yes, begrudgingly, but yes. All right. The bucket list. Have you done anything on your bucket list so far? And how many things do you have on your bucket list? I mean, it asked for a hundred. And I did look at this section when we first got the books in January. And I only filled in four things. But I will come back to this. So when we check in again, I will fill out more. But that's it. What about you? How many? I did that too. I came back to it. And I filled things in throughout the time. I wrote... I have... I'm a quarter of a way. I wrote 25 things, but they could even be like just things that I want to accomplish. Like one of them is design a catalog. I have always wanted my jewelry brand to have its own little catalog that I send out. Like go small, like an eight by eight of bestsellers or wish list things with beautiful photography. Oh, it's 1111 make a wish. It's very appropriate while I'm talking about that. I've always wanted to do that. And I feel like I'm maybe close to doing that and having a summer of alchemy will certainly know if that's going to happen for me or not, because I would be creating it in the summer to release for fall or Christmas. Maybe it'll be the year I do it, but it is a bucket list item. You've been talking about it since when we first (laughs) met. Yeah. Remember we used to, we had like folder. I probably have them somewhere where you started keeping Ones that we got from other brands just for inspiration. And we had some where you'd be like, I like this font here. I like the way this picture is here. Remember? And we keep, we had like a bunch of mailers from different brands. Yeah. Had like Mm -hmm. a whole folder. I just need to actually do it and then decide if I want to invest in it. It's expensive to print. Yeah. It is expensive to print things. Anyway. But nothing beats a physical catalog. I like getting it in the mail. I love that. I know. I know. Mm -hmm. And then one other thing I have in here randomly that has been on my list for a while is I really want to take a girl's trip, but I just, I don't have the right group of people and it doesn't necessarily need to be people I know very well. We just have to be energetically aligned and I want to take a trip or a retreat and I want to have a meaningful experience that does have exercise involved. That sounds nice. Mm-hmm. So let's manifest that out into the world. That's one of my goals. Tell me some things on your things to do before the year ends. I want to host a fancy dinner party. Nothing big, but something where I get to like decorate the table and have like a theme and everybody dresses up and I make all of the food and I have the time to do it where I'm not running around like a crazy person, everything is organized and there's little place cards and like a signature cocktail. I want to do that. I want to go sailing. I've never been on a sailboat and I really want to go. I don't need to actually Mm -hmm. physically sail the boat, but I want to be on one. Mm -hmm. I love, there's a suggestion here about unplugging from technology for a day. I definitely want to do that. Mm. 
another suggestion they have that I added to mine was to cook a new dish. But yeah, I want to find something like in a in Julia Child's cookbook and make it like beef bourguignon or something like that. Even though I don't eat beef, but I want to make it. You don't eat meat or beef? I eat fish. No meat. I didn't know you didn't eat meat. So you don't eat bacon? No, and that's the only thing I miss since doing this. I think it's been about three or four years now, and the only thing I miss is bacon. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Because it's delicious. What are some of the things you've written down in the gratitude section? Grateful for endless creativity. Grateful for using my voice to express creativity with clarity. Grateful for the people and the connections in my life. Grateful to always begin again. Grateful for color to re-inspire me. I wrote that after our color episode. And then grateful for soul-to-soul conversations. So I come back to this throughout the month whenever I am feeling grateful. What about you? So... (laughs) They go all over. So we start with, I'm grateful for my incredible children. They bring me so much joy and fulfillment. Other ones include, Mm. I'm grateful for very good coffee. (laughs) I'm grateful that I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm grateful for sunshine. Mm. I'm grateful for the days when I feel genuinely good at my job. Yeah, those were some of my favorites. But yes, I I come back throughout the month too. I really do like the practice of writing down what you're grateful for. I genuinely Mm -hmm. get something out of doing that. It feels good. It does feel good. And one section of the journal that says, my ideal world says, a fulfilling life doesn't end with yourself. Rather, it extends into your community and those around you. See how you play a part in shaping a better world for all. So what did you write for what changes would you like to see in the world? I wrote, I would like to see more compassion, more forgiveness, more listening, and less littering. Littering really bothers me, people. (laughs) I don't like seeing trash on the ground. It is the epitome of Mm -hmm. disgusting, lazy behavior. I do not tolerate it. It drives me nuts. I actually have gloves and trash bags in my car at all times so that I can pick up stuff when I see it. But it really is disgusting. I don't understand. How hard it is to just take your trash and throw it out. That is the second new thing I learned about you today. It's a pet peeve. Don't litter in front of mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Right, Lisa? Yeah. Okay. I wrote the changes I would like to see in the world. Less division and more conversations about how we can do better in action steps so that we can take control of our emotional and physical lives. I like that. What did you write for how will I contribute to the change that I wish to see in the world? Well, as I said, I I did write, I will continue to pick up trash when I see it because <laughs> of, the tra- ta- of the tangent I just went on. Um, but <laughs> <sighs> I will have deep, meaningful conversations with people in my life and ask thought-provoking questions to try to build a more compassionate, understanding dialogue. And that I'm specifically speaking in terms of if I was speaking with a friend who maybe was sounding a little ignorant about a topic or maybe there needed Mm. to be, you know what I mean? That type of thing. I don't mean just in general, I'm specifically talking about. And also in those cases when you're talking to somebody and they say something that could be 
maybe offensive as opposed to doing the polite thing and maybe just, you know, smiling, nodding, or kind of ignoring it. I would like to, in a polite way, you know, nothing offensive, but kind of poke at that and start a conversation with that person to get through that, if you will. There's some great advice here. That's probably the perfect way to end the episode. It says, Mm -hmm. be a source of love and light in a world that desperately needs it. A world that needs exactly what you have to give. What do you have to give? The middle finger, because I wasn't prepared for that question. Thought we were done. (laughs) (laughs) And until then, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to leave that five-star review and hit the subscribe button for all the luxuries for your soul. If you want to connect with us, our links are in the show notes below.